Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 71 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. And if you're wondering why we had a little bit different of an intro today, that's because today is the one-year anniversary uh, of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. So that's right, the DNVR Rugby Podcast, previously the DNVR Raptors Podcast, uh, was born on January 15th, 2020. What a, what a year it has been. Uh, looking back at we, I mean, we're started out talking about the Raptors. The Raptors went by the wayside, withdrew from MLR. Um, you know, COVID hit. It's been it's been a whirlwind of a year, but here we are. We're we're still going through it. Um, it's funny to kind of look back and see just like how naive I was and how naive we all were. You know, focusing on on rugby when uh, the world was about to stop turning. But uh, we made it. This is a one year anniversary, so it, it feels so weird to say that. Uh, but but I wanted to start the show off by acknowledging that. Say thank you to everyone that's listened over the last year. Thanks to everyone that's interacted on Twitter. Uh, anything followed along, interacted, told a friend. I I really appreciate it. It's it's awesome to be have to be able to say I've been doing this for a year, uh, and I'm looking forward to another good year. Hopefully a little bit better year, obviously all around with the global circumstances and whatnot. But here we are, one year anniversary of the podcast, and I think I got a good one for everybody today. So start the show off the same way we do every week. That's by jumping into the breakdown. Uh, so for those just listening for the first time, breakdowns weekly roundup news. Start local. We move globally. Um, it's really been a pretty quiet week of, of news around here, especially like around rugby. There's obviously big signings happening everywhere. You look to Rooney. Uh, Rooney's kind of cleaning it up right now, but um, I'll go ahead and start with with a little bit of news about a former Raptor that got signed this week and is probably the the biggest Raptor piece of news in terms of signing. Uh, and that's Rene Ranger. He's signed to play with the Crusaders for the 2021 season. So Rene Ranger, obviously, that was the the big draw last year. A lot of people were looking forward to see Rene play here, and he did. He had a good season, uh, a very good shortened season, I guess. He very literally like. Uh, I remember seeing him around the facility like three days before the the season started, before they jumped on a plane and flew to Houston. So he had taken, you know, a flight from New Zealand to Denver and, you know, got here, jumped straight into training like he was training the the day he landed, Um, you know, trained, I think, for like two days. And then I was on another plane on Friday flying out to Houston to play in the season opener. Uh, And I know he played, I think, about 15 minutes towards the end of that match. Uh, and obviously when, when 
you're jumping into an environment like that. He, you had some issues with his body. So I think he had like a hamstring or something that he was dealing with um, that I think he ended up pulling in the second week. So he played significant minutes in that second match against the San Diego Legion out in Vegas as part of the MLR 2020 Las Vegas trip. Uh, he ended up missing, I believe, that third game, came back for that fourth game against the Utah Warriors, uh, scored two big tries in that match, and then he, I think he played like a full 80 minutes, I mean maybe 70 minutes because he got a, a yellow card in that Toronto Arrows match to close out the season, but um, played like a full match that day. So he was just like, you could see he was just kind of getting back in, into into form, was looking good. Um, obviously was starting to show what he could do, the type of player that he was. He obviously scored two tries in that Utah game, like I mentioned. Had another big hit in that match as well. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's good to see him get signed, good to see him play in Super Rugby again. That's going to be fun to watch. For everyone listening to this, I think me and the and the fine folks at DNVR have some Super Rugby content that we're cooking up, so make sure to stay tuned for all that. And it'll be fun to keep an eye on a former Raptor over there in the competition as well. So congrats to Renee Ranger. Every interaction I had with him here is a very nice guy. I uh, wish him nothing but the best, and, and we'll have a good time. Looking forward to uh, watching him play over in Super Rugby. Ooh, that was some kind of tough to get through. So uh, that, that's the first little bit of news I wanted to get through in the breakdown. Uh, then we'll kind of just go ahead and jump into the rugby you can watch this weekend because that's the next piece of news. And uh, this next piece of news, unfortunately, has a big impact on the rugby that you can watch this weekend. So uh, Premiership Rugby will take a two-week midseason break after it announced the European Rugby's Heineken Champions Cup and Challenge Cup has been suspended. So COVID is, is popping off big in Europe right now, as I'm sure you're all aware. Uh, so I'll go ahead and read you this article from The Independent. kind of gives you some more info on why they're shutting things down for two weeks here in the Premiership. Um, and obviously, that, that's like they said in, the, in that headline before, it's right in the middle of the season. So uh, I know we've been talking about it every week on the show, just going through the fixtures. So there will be no premiership to watch this week or next week, unfortunately. And I'll go ahead and read this article right now. So premiership rugby will take a two-week midseason break after it was announced European Rugby's Heineken Champions Cup and Challenge Cup had been suspended. The French authorities decided it was too great a public health risk for top 14 clubs to take part in the top, in the cup competitions amid concern over the new COVID-19 variant. European professional club rugby had hoped to avoid a break by drawing up new coronavirus pro- protocols, including the introduction of testing three days before matches. But after the French government ordered its clubs to postpone their January fixtures, the EPCR has reluctantly called a halt with two rounds of group stage fixtures still to play. Um, an ECPR statement said the following, quote, following a directive from the French authorities that the participation of top 14 clubs in the Heineken Champions Cup and Challenge Cup at the current time constitutes too great a public health risk. EPCR has not, no choice but to announce that the 2020-2021 tournaments are temporarily suspended. Uh, quote, ECPR and the League National Day Rugby took part in a meeting by audio conference last week with representatives of the French ministries of the interior health and sport, as well as the president's office. Uh, Notable updates to EPCR's COVID-19 protocols were presented to the French authorities, including the addition of PCR tests no earlier than three days before matches in the tournaments, conforming to French government guidelines and supplementing the existing meticulous contact tracing measures put in place with a view to limiting the risk of transmission. Against the backdrop of the recent detection of a new strain of coronavirus, the French government has directed that French clubs postpone their participation in EPCR's tournaments for the next month of January, uh, both for matches scheduled in France and for those to be played in the United Kingdom and Ireland. Uh, 
On the basis of this directive, EPCR had no choice but to temporarily suspend the pool stage of the Heineken Champions Cup and the preliminary stages of the Challenge Cup. The EPCR said it remains committed to trying to find a solution which will enable it to resume and compete the tournaments as soon as practicable. In the wake of the ECPR statements, Premiership Rugby announced a fortnight's mid-season break. Chief Executive Darren Child said the welfare of everyone involved in Premiership Rugby is crucial to us, and this break in the season gives us the chance to hand some much-needed rest to our hardworking players, management, staff, and match officials. The Gallagher Premiership Rugby season will return as scheduled on Friday, January 29th, when Bristol Bears host Bath Rugby live on BT Sport. So that's on Peacock here for us in the States. The decision to suspend both European competitions could have an impact on the forthcoming Six Nations Championship with France due to play their mat opening two games away next month before facing England at Twickenham on March 13th. So obviously like a lot in play there with, with that article. Um, they do a good job breaking down of why everything's happening. So uh, in terms of, I guess, the rugby that you can watch, I think there is one Guinness Pro 14 match on this weekend. Last I checked, it had not gotten canceled. I'm doing some Googling really quick right now. Yeah, it looks as of two days ago, so I'm recording this on Thursday that there is one match scheduled to be played. That's Glasgow Warriors versus Edinburgh. That's on Saturday at 10:15 a.m. Mountain Time, and you can watch that match on ESPN+. Plus. So I think that should be like the only match that you'll be able to watch this weekend, which is a bummer, but that's just kind of the way of the world. And I think it's kind of interesting. I know one of the things I talked about when um, all this rugby was getting set to be played and you know, organizations and, and leagues were trying to push on with the season as normal, as normal as it can be, I guess. Um, it was going to be interesting to see how they handled all this stuff. Uh, and even just like over here in the States, we've kind of seen like, the NFL, for better or for worse, has, you know, managed to not uh, cancel any games. They played all the games they were supposed to. Um, some games got pushed back like a week or so. Um, the Broncos had to play a game without a quarterback. The Saints um, had to play some games without running backs or whatever. Uh, what the Browns had to play some games without receivers or something like that. It's so... Um, it's interesting to see like how it was going to happen and how they were going to react and, and be proactive. And um, uh, some leagues have handled it better than others, but like for the most part, they've been able to push on. And then when you think about even just going back to last March, uh, that just seemed like not a possibility at all. So um, just take a two week break and we'll get back to our regular scheduled programming um, in two weeks. And and, and we'll march on. So until then, I think we have one match to watch this weekend. I think we've got one or two to watch next weekend. Um, hopefully those go on as planned. As like I said, the last thing I saw was it looked all good to go. Um, but until then, that's, that's what we'll have to deal with. So uh, that's the end of the breakdown this week. Um, so now we'll go ahead and jump into the interview portion of the show. Uh, I had a really good interview with Mose T. Mateo yesterday. So the, for those unfamiliar, Mose is kind of a legend of the game. He's done literally like everything there is to do in American rugby. He's got a very interesting story. Um, and, and of course, now he, he's his path has led him here. He's going to be helping out on the coaching side of things with the Rugby Town Crossover Academy. Um, so I had the chance to sit down with Mose the other day, talked about all that stuff, talked about his story, talked about his rugby career, talked about coaching, uh, and then talk, get talked about his take on, on kind of what's happening here with the Crossover Academy and what he's seen since he's been involved these last few months. So Mose was a guy uh, that was out at the camp back in November. So he had a very unique perspective. He had an up close, you know, front 
row seat watching these guys develop and learn and all that stuff. So uh, really good conversation with Mosa. I really enjoyed it, and I hope everybody does as well. So with that introduction, we'll go ahead and kick it to my conversation with one of the newest coaches of the Rugby Town Crossover Academy, Mose Timoteo. All right, now welcome on to the show, the newest coach of the Rugby Town Crossover Academy, Mose Timoteo. Mose, how's it going, man? Good, good. I'm, I'm, I'm happy and glad to be here. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy that you you took the time to come chat with me. I know I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Um, I think I did my research about as well as I could on you, so so here we go. So, mm-hmm. mostly the first question we ask everybody that comes on the show is just can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Mm-hmm. I was born and raised in American Samoa uh-huh. and um, um, was, uh, you know, went high school there and then... Yeah. Joined the military from there. Yeah. And, uh, so most of my life is American Samoa. Well, half of my life was in American yeah. Samoa. Yeah. And then for people that don't know where this is, because I had to look this up. So mm-hmm. can you can you like tell us on a map like where that is? So Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, okay. around that area, like yeah. five five hours south of Hawaii. Okay. So kind of like in the middle of the South Pacific, yeah. and right there on the equator. So it's just like a dot on the yeah, map. Yeah, little tiny dot. Yeah, little, little <laughs> tiny dot on the map. So yeah. That's awesome. So. Um, I would assume that has a lot, you know, where you're from has a lot to do with why you started to play rugby. But can you tell us, like, when you started to play and just, like, how you got introduced to the sport and, uh, yeah, just, you know, how you started to play rugby? Yeah. So American Samoa um, concentrate more on, on football, like, especially, like, high school. Really? Uh, we don't have rugby in high school. That's interesting yeah, to me. Yes. And, um, you know, growing up is, is, is all about f- football and then – our village, like each village has their own rugby team. They mm-hmm. don't have like uh, under 21 or right. like like youth group rugby uh, right. teams and stuff. And, you know, it's like um, you watch the Samoan national team and, and yeah. you go out and play. But then the senior guys get to play the rugby. So you get to go to high school, you play football. Yeah. And when I started playing rugby in my freshman year they started having like under 21 okay back then then that's when i kind of like okay, okay i'm gonna hop on my village team and then continue okay. playing football and you know playing rugby interesting mm-hmm. so before that before they like carved out a, a team designated for you was it just like thrown to the wolves like if you wanted to play like were you just playing with the national side like for the villages or is mm-hmm. that like you're playing, you could be like 19 playing with like a yes. 27 year old. Yes, like, wow. that's true. That's that's the thing. I was like what 14 yeah, at the time, 14. and I, I was playing with guys that are like 21 from the village team, right. and, and you know, but you know, the position that I was thrown to, I was a wing at the time, so okay. I was fast, quick. So I was just like out there, just yeah. catching Tra- balls from these guys yeah, and just trying run. not to get tackled by yeah. these yes. adult men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so that's interesting. I didn't know that about football. Mm-hmm. I did read that you played a little football as a running back in corner. Is that right? Yes. So um, football, was that kind of your first love? Like when did you start playing football? Um, oh, yeah. Like, well, when I started uh, my freshman year, I didn't play. I was very timid like, to uh, go because yeah, yeah. there was guys like senior guys. Yeah. That, like, very... So <laughs> my sophomore year, um, one of my, my cousins just like, hey, let's go try out for the football team. And um, I was like, okay, let's go because, you know, Football is like huge in the island and stuff like this. Right. Back then, they had like only four high schools at the time. Okay. Now I think they have like eight. Yeah, eight that's high what I was gonna ask. Like, how mm-hmm. many different like villages and stuff? Because oh, yeah, yeah. you said each one had their mm-hmm. own teams. Now, now it's like more, more, um, more high school. So there's more games. And back right. then, we only play eight games. Yeah. We play a home and an away game okay. against those team and stuff. And um, the, the start of of 
my sophomore year, I was like, okay, let's let's go try out. I, they put me at corner and I was yeah. fast enough to cover <laughs> receivers. Yeah. And they're like, I, they were shocked. So I end up starting um, my sophomore year at cornerback. Yeah. And it was funny because my freshman year, someone a shark, the high school that I went to was 0-8 oh, yeah. the season. And then when I played... We went at eight and zero. Oh. oh, nice! And it's funny. So be, yeah, it what's was, that like? Are you just like king of the island? If well, it, it's you know they say <laughs> who is this guy? Like, yeah. it, like they had a a guy that was playing at this high school that was dominating high school football in American Samoa. Yeah, his name is Darnello Miti. Okay, he went to CU. He oh, was a wow. receiver. Yeah, he was like the I'll best have to receiver. Look him up. Yeah, uh, he was the best receiver on the island, and he was fast. They call him Jerry Rice at the time. Oh yeah. So I was covering <laughs> this guy. Yeah. And our first scrimmage, the reason why I got the job is our first scrimmage it was against that high school, and I was covering this guy. I end up having like three interceptions. Yeah, you put the clamps on them. On them, and, and they're like, who is this guy? And then yeah. all of a sudden, yeah. That's awesome. And that's when, yeah, I was just like, you know, from there right. on, I was just like top of my game yeah, every single time. Yeah. That sounds awesome. So, yeah, mm -hmm. like I said, you guys run the table. Are you just guys are like king of the island then? Like, Yeah, that's, that's when awesome. someone was like the, you know, the best. Football was yeah, the best, that's sweet. best high school. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that guy up. I <laughs> yeah. never heard of that. Yeah. That's interesting, though. I didn't know this about at all about American Samoa. Mm -hmm. So um, so this kind of might be kind of a weird question because I know that we're like jumping over a lot of steps. But mm -hmm. like, how did you wind up in Colorado? Oh, um, my wife now yeah um she she used to work for the u.s rugby um uh, team office okay and she lives here for like right now like f almost 15 years okay. i think but she's been here so when I, I was in san francisco um it's either she come over yeah that's very expensive yeah, yeah or come here a... <laughs> which is i can easily find a job and she yeah, she, right. she she left the usa rugby and i got a good job with right. uh, with uh, international research of lung cancer, oh, and cool. she's, she works with these doctors. I was like, you know what? I'll just come over there. I yeah. can I can just find a job, and you keep your job and stuff. So that's the reason why I moved. And here. when was that? That was what 2014. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't know if you remember me. Mostly, I used to like intern here for like in the PRP days. So like, mm -hmm. I remember like seeing you around, but I didn't know that was like your first year here because I was like right when I was in college. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting though, but. I know I read you were in the army as well. You kind of mentioned that already. So that's like, when did you go into the army? Was that like right after high school? Um, no, I spent one year in community college in American Samoa. Okay. Um, and then I've decided with a single mom, yeah. you know, I, you know, might as well just join the military and just kind of help my family out. Right. So that's when I was like, you know, this is the chance to get off island and help my, my, my mom out and stuff. Okay. And, you know. And be that guy that the the, the grown up that I need right, to right, be to right. help the family. Yeah, <laughs> so that's when I it was like ninety six. So okay. I was graduated high school ninety four. Yeah, ninety five I was at college. Okay, community college, and then ninety six I joined the the army. Okay, so from there, yeah. So where do they send you then? Like once you enlist in the army, where? Um, where yep. Where? So I was um I was I did my training in uh, Fort Benning, Georgia. Okay. And then from there, they sent me to New York. Okay. Wow, upstate so New York, yeah. Bounce around a little oh bit. Oh, my God. It was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, an experience of a lifetime. Right. Um, it was funny because I, when I came from Samoa, I didn't have anything. I just wore a T-shirt, um, jean shorts, and flip-flops. Yeah. So I went straight to boot camp. Um, after training there, my AIT um, got my orders 
mm-hmm. graduated, got my orders the same day, and they say we're reporting tomorrow, the oh, next geez, day. So you don't even get like no enjoy it at all. No. You're just like yeah, yeah, I did it, and then you're gone. And the funny thing is, I didn't <laughs> get a chance to to like buy any warm clothing. Oh, so and this just, was like yeah. in February. Yeah, so you're going from the the south up where it's freezing yes. cold, like East Coast yes. bone chilling cold. Oh, That's it, it, like I was um, in shock because yeah. um, when I took the airplane from Atlanta to Newark, uh-huh. and then we got on these small airplanes to Newark to Syracuse. <laughs> so halfway there, I look outside; it was pouring snow. <laughs> I said to myself, "What did I get myself into?" So this might be a weird question, but like, had you ever been like cold in your life until that point? Like, did you know what like being cold like that was like? Or? It was. It had a little bit of snow in Atlanta. Oh yeah, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, a little bit, but. Right? <laughs> There's this it's nothing compared yeah. to this because we were stationed up in upstate New York where they say there's only like two months of summer and oh. summer is it's not even like summer yeah, summer, it's, summer. Just, it's yeah. like 50 it's quick, 60 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so Jeez. <laughs> yes it was a, like when we landed the airplane it was a small airplane i think it was like 12 passenger airplane and we were parked 50 meters from the from the terminal Oh, yeah. And it was just like snow. It's like, <laughs> I was like, and I was walking outside and everybody's looking at me like, the yeah. hell is this guy doing with I, only like, a t-shirt? I didn't have a chance. Yeah. I, I, a t-shirt and time. jean shorts yeah. and, 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 and sandals. I was like, man. Yeah. It was miserable. That's Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's that. crazy. Yeah. So you're in the Army there and you get to keep playing rugby in the Army. Is that right? Yep. yep. Um, you know, I was in the army. I was active for almost four years because uh-huh. I have I, I re up. I signed for four years. Before my four years ended, um, started playing for the U.S. I was playing for a club there, um, Fort Drum, rugby football club there, and um, play with some the army team, the combined service team. Mm-hmm. And from the combined service team, I got selected for the U.S. team to tour U.S. team. Like yeah. I think it was like. 99 i think okay. at that time so you know i spent four years up in new york and i have like difficult time trying to get out because right. you know like i was in infantry and yeah. they sometimes they need personnel so right. i just have a hard time to try to travel with a team or yeah, go, yeah. go with a team because it's mission first you know yeah, like you got, mission first yeah so. you got other commitments mm-hmm. to yes. the country so yeah. oh that's yeah. interesting so then um how, when did you like go to California then? Like, and, and did rugby kind of take you to California or like, how did, how did that work? Out? It, w- it was kind of rugby. Um, that's when I met, uh, well, I had, a my, my first wife, uh-huh. um, she's Samoan. I, yeah. you know, she grew up in American Samoa. I kind of knew her in American Samoa mm-hmm. and she kind of like found me in New York. Mm-hmm. So that's when I kind of make the decision like I'm just gonna go out, get out, re, uh, active, yeah. and do reserve, right? And then see if my recruiter have anything in in California okay. so I can move closer to her, right? Right. Yeah. And then do my 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 obligation for the reserve or national right. guard. So that's how I, you know, yeah, I decided you to uh, cross yeah. country. I wanted to like go airborne. I wanted to. Oh, okay. I wanted to re up again, but um, but to go airborne, I did air assault and all other schools, but. Airborne was one one of the things that I wanted to do. Yeah. But then they say like if you if you wanna go airborne, then I we have to send you to Korea. Oh. I was like, <laughs> well that's just to the purpose yeah. of me trying to like get on the national team and get you know. So I was yeah. like, you know, just It'd I'll be, be in harder, the reserve. Harder to tour when you're in Korea, right? Yes, <laughs> yeah. So it, 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 but the training, I love the training. Army training taught me so much. Um um 
um, things because when I was up there, I was on the fast track. Yeah. Um, I was like an E1 when I got up there. And um, in like six months, I got like to an E4, like mm -hmm. immediately waiting for a sergeant a promotion and stuff. So, wow. but, um, you know, it's just like the training, like everything that they threw at me is like, okay, I'll, I'll take it. Air yeah. assault school, um, uh, like um, armor school. Um, yeah. Like, uh, you know, land navigation. Any yeah. school that they throw at me, I'll take it. Like, that sounds like super interesting stuff to learn too. Yeah, I guess well, it's, it's like... It's good stuff and good training, but the weather is just like crazy. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So then you get back to California. Mm -hmm. uh, is this kind of like where your national career kind of like starts to take off then? Is this like when you get selected to, to the Eagles? Yeah. Nice. Um, when I was in New York, I played um, for the combined service. Yeah. That's yeah, how. You were and then that. we did the uh, ITT. Remember the ITT back yeah, then? Yeah. Um, when when there's like eight, eight my seven territories plus the combined yeah. service. And that's how I got recognized okay. by the national panel. Um, John Tyler is the coach at the time. He mm -hmm. came up to me and said, hey, you want to travel with the sevens team, the U.S. sevens team? I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So yeah. that's how I got got introduced. Interesting. And then from there, um, when I moved to California, closer, right. now closer to where the national team usually like yeah. gathered and like national team office when they were stationed in like California and stuff. Right. So, and that's where kind of like everything cool. start over there. Like, Very nice. Know, yeah. So sevens kind of got, got you kickstarted. When did you, uh, you kind of like, you know, play 15s at the same time? Like, when did that kind of come into the picture? Um, the 2000, yeah. when I got selected to tour um, to play in the Pacific Rim. Yeah. So the Pacific Rim, there's Tonga, Samoa, Fiji, mm -hmm. U.S., Canada. I think Japan was in it as well. Um, I get the chance to travel with the team. So that's when I first got my right. uh, my cap okay. is when we play Tonga right. in, in Tonga. And, yeah. and was it true that you were the first American Samoan to play yes. for the U.S. team? I, I didn't even know that at that time. Oh, really? It was funny because... Did they know my, that? They, well, or is this something you learn like later? Everybody <laughs> learned this later. Later, yeah. It was later because my, yeah. my mom messaged me because yeah. they had... Um, it was on the radio. Yeah. She she was listening. My mom, she listened to her radio. Like, in time, more <laughs> everyone listens to their radio. Yeah. And um, there was a question somebody to win, like, I don't know, a gift card or something on the radio. And my mom <laughs> said the question was, who is the first American oh. Samoa to play rugby for the U.S.? Yeah. And like my I hope mom, your mom got it yeah, right. My mom got it right. <laughs> and I was she like, called. Oh, so, yeah. Because yeah. she knows the guy that, um, that she called in and say, yeah. And then. They, they say, God, I caught it right. Yeah. I was like, okay, oh, I didn't know that. You, yeah, you might not have even got it right then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Oh, wow, that's crazy. And, and it came in because um, when we played seven in Hong Kong, yeah, we won the plate that one year. I think it was 2001 mm -hmm. or two. And um, the when I was up um, getting the, 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 the plate, I lift the plate up. Right. Mm -hmm. I guess they took a picture and my mom showed me like on the, oh. on, on the, like it came on the paper, your oh, wow. pictures, like front page. Like, That's crazy. So I was like, 
Okay. So then for yeah. you to make your first, like get your first cap against Tonga, like in this, that's probably meant a lot to you, right? Like yeah. playing that mm -hmm. Pacific. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that's, yeah, it, that's got to be awesome feeling. Yeah. Well, the, it were two games. Okay. So we have to play Fiji in, in Samoa. Okay. In Western Samoa because at the time, Fiji had some, some parliament stuff. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they end up taking the game to Samoa. So we play Fiji in Samoa. I didn't get a chance to be on that team. So I didn't get yeah. that cap. From there to Tonga to play Tonga, uh -huh. and that's when I was on the 23, so I was on the bench. Yeah. And, like, both trip to Samoa, it was just a, a oh, mind-blowing. Crazy, just to like, see, emotional. Yeah, sure it was that. so emotional because I get to see my families from Samoa come over to the hotel and meet yeah. like, I'm like, I cannot believe I'm on that's the U.S. Awesome. team and stuff, you know. Yeah. And to do it at, at you know, in Samoa and, and in Tonga and stuff. So, yeah, it was it was like a feeling that, you know, it's the best moments of yeah. my life, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that was going to be one of the questions I asked you, but mm -hmm. it kind of just, like, worked that way. So, um, you know, I guess we can kind of skip over to, to the 2003 World Cup, if that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the U.S. goes one and three, you beat Japan. Like, what, what do you remember about that tour? Is there anything that kind of, like, stands out about that tour? Like, is it the win or um, anything about that that Rugby World Cup? I, I think the... I think the one thing that stood out is how, you know, everyone talks about how U.S. teams are very like, like, uh, like patriotic, right? Yeah. And this whole tour, um, like, I cannot believe how the the team, like brothers and and togetherness, we were. I remember when when we were about to play um, Japan. I think Japan or or France. Mm -hmm. And the coaching staff had each player go up and write stuff. What are you most proud of? What are you and stuff? And it's just, it was an emotional, yeah. like kind of like a thing, you know, like everybody's writing their family and everything. Right. And I see tears, everyone in the room. Yeah. And it was just like well, that moment I felt like I was like, I got like 35 brothers. Right. At once, yeah, to I come really, together. Like, you all feel like you're about to like explode mm -hmm. right yeah. there. Like you go, yeah. it was let's go play in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> it was it was crazy, it was crazy, and 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 the the morale, the in 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 that whole group throughout the the the, the two or three weeks that we were there, it was uh -huh. just just this awesome feeling like um, everyone's like respecting each other and stuff, and, and yeah, that, that's what uh, you know. The win against Japan was good. We almost pulled out the win against Fiji, though. Yeah, yeah, it was like. I think what nineteen eighteen. Yeah, we were close, but that, I think those are the moments that uh, you know cherish the most. Is how we you. were together. Yeah, yeah. that's an awesome yeah. story. Mm -hmm. I like asking people that too because it's always like different. I've been fortunate enough to talk to a couple people that played in some World Cups, mm -hmm. and everyone's answer is like different when when you like think back on the tour. I think that's one of the really cool things mm -hmm. about rugby and, and all that. So. Yeah. Um, and I guess like switching back to your sevens career, I, I saw you played in two of the the sevens World Cups. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember the first one. The second one was in Hong Kong, right? Yeah. And then the same question kind of like that. What do you remember about those tours? I would imagine that Hong Kong was like bananas. Like everything <laughs> I see about rugby in Hong Kong is like oh, crazy. It's the crazy. People are going nuts. Mm -hmm. and <laughs> so It's um, like 2001, um, it was my first Sevens World Cup. Yeah. That was in Argentina. Argentina. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I couldn't, um, I, I yeah. thought I had in my notes, but mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah they, from, like Argentina, they... they live breathe and, right. and they love their rugby and stuff they love their soccer as well yeah but rugby it was just it was like mind-blowing just to see how much 
love and you know it don't matter what team they are you know unless you're playing against Argentina then they whistle <laughs> and everything you do they whistle yeah, at you, they you so they, yeah let you know that we're here for Argentina <laughs> yeah. but it was just like um you know to see these these uh, top players that you you watched growing right. up and stuff like Suisale Serevi yeah you know like um um you know Australia like um the one of one of the Australia's best players at the time uh, they had um uh Matt Turner I mean uh-huh. no not Matt Turner it was a Matt but just you see these players yeah. that um that you watch and 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 for sevens it was just crazy um, right like for New Zealand um Carl Tanana like uh, yeah. Brett Fleming and those kind <laughs> of name it was just mind-blowing but the experience was awesome you know yeah. just to be in that environment and to play in that with those guys right. it was just like crazy even though we get uh, smacked sometimes <laughs> but it, it was you won some matches yeah, so, we, yeah. We, we did we yeah. did we you know I you know our challenge was back then because we get together the week before the tournament. Yeah. So we train and then go yeah, in. Ru- rugby can. now, I mean, just like a lot, I feel like a lot of people that listen to the show are, are mm-hmm. new people to rugby. Like, th- I, th- I think it needs to be said, rugby now is a lot different like than it very, was very, 20 very years different. ago, right? Yes. Yeah. Very, very different. And, and and we still compete. Right. But these guys compete every every weekend, mm-hmm. weekend in, yeah, weekend out. And we, we play domestically and then we go out and, and, yeah, and try get, to like play with work. these international. Yeah. <laughs> so we win some games stuff and, yeah. and then we lose some, but it's, it, you know, it's a growing progress and look at where it's now, you yeah. know, they're competitive weekend, week, in, yeah. week out. Yeah. yeah. Then, then good, good outcome every weekend because they train every week you know, yeah. and they know exactly, they know how to, to train their body and how to eat well, train yeah. well, sleep, and then just train together and, it's good. And, you know, it was good moments. And then yeah. Hong Kong, you know, I, I can't say too much about Hong Kong. Hong Kong is just... Yeah, I, I need a, to go. That's what yeah. everyone says. Oh, like, you need. Yeah. You, like, I've been to Hong Kong, I think, four times. And yeah. every single time, it's just... You keep yeah, on you keep the notch. Levels up. Levels up, yeah. So it's... Um, That's funny. Great experience. Um, they love the rugby there. The administrator there that, that works Hong Kong 7, they, they're full throttle. Yeah. And... You know, it's just like, you know, they, you know, everything they do is professional. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to see, well, you know, Hong Kong is the weekend and then they have Hong Kong tens, which right. is the tens, the best uh, tens, tens tournaments in the world. Yeah. And you got all these players from around the world gathering over there in Hong Kong. It's just right. like rugby it heaven. It doesn't get better <laughs> yeah. than that, yeah, right? There yeah. you go. Yeah, oh, that's, I mean, that's awesome. I, I need, I guess I just need to go. I need. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could take like a, a field trip out there. We should, be... yeah, yeah. I know we should take a tour, like tour like Hong Kong, because yeah. there's a lot of yeah, rugby be, teams there. Seriously, like in it March would, and stuff. It'd so be a good practice. Yeah. Uh, so, did you like playing fifteens or sevens more? Um, I'm kind of like both. Yeah. Yeah. For like different reasons. For, or... Yeah, for different reasons. I fifteens. Um, I can use my vision mm-hmm. and use. Like when I was, when I played, I look to, I think about stuff ahead of time mm-hmm. and it challenged me, yeah. you know, if it's right or wrong. Yeah. And then when I say it's right, then I'm like, yes, <laughs> you know, like I did it right. I yeah. thought about that. I thought about two, three, right, right. It's like so playing chess. Yes. It's playing chess, you know, yeah. like you're right. And, um, 
you know, I want to challenge myself sometimes just to think that I'm right most of the time. If I'm wrong, then I, how can I, you know... Yeah, like, why was I wrong? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. So it says that. And then sevens, you know, it's kind of like similar things with a lot of space now. Mm-hmm. You know, how can I, you know, and and just keep my fitness up because right. you, you yeah, got to go, go a, and stuff. It's not... I've played like social sevens <laughs> out of shape and it's yeah, not, not a good time. It's <laughs> Yes, yeah. But just yeah. to play in that international level, you got to be yeah. like, yeah, top and stuff. And some people like can, can't adapt. I can adapt. Right. You know, like, you know, playing nine. And then like when I was... My first cap, I was playing nine. Yeah. And then they start putting me like fullback wing for, for the US team. Right. Because they know that I was quick enough to be out there. But, um, you know, to just to... Like in sevens, we have all that space, you know, you got to yeah. be fit, got to be able to run the ball and then be mm. able to run 50 more meters back there, <laughs> try to chase the guy that just got yeah, the yeah, ball, yeah. you know? So well. those things just like, um, <laughs> but I, I, I think that I love them the both. Yeah. So yeah. If you put me on the sevens, sevens team, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll fit right I'll in. Do, Same yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. I like, that's a good answer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know we're, we're going to kind of skip a little more steps, so skip over some some PRP stuff. But I wanted to make sure I, I got a chance to ask you about that Denver Stampede team mm-hmm. that, that you played for uh, the the year of pro. And it's like I say to everybody, you don't have to get in the weeds, but just kind of what do you remember about that team? Like, did how much fun was it playing with those guys? And obviously that, for better or for worse, that's such a unique season, unique experience. Like, mm-hmm. Or one of the real first like foray into professional rugby here in the states, like mm-hmm. just kind of like w- wanted to pick your brain on, on what you remembered about that season, that team, and uh, just kind of whatever you had to say about yeah. that. Well, I I remember very well because at thirty eight, it was my first pro yeah. contract. You know, <laughs> like it was uh, you know everybody dreams about trying to get. Yeah, to play rugby, get paid, play rugby and stuff. And that was that was it. It was a moment for me to just say, okay, I tick a box in, yeah. in one of my career and say, I play professional rugby. Yeah. Um, it, it almost didn't happen because when when they came in, we were like running for, for the PRP I remember because it, it was like at the same time yeah. and like some sometimes like the Raptors players would be on like mm-hmm. stampede duty. And yeah, yeah. so it's like, sometimes they'd have a full squad. Sometimes yeah. I wouldn't. It was, I remember it being like a really weird dynamic. Yeah, it was, it was weird. And, um, you know, every senior players at the time, we had a meeting with, uh, coach, uh, Andre, um, you know, to talk about, um, what our decision is. And yeah. I told Andre, you know, I'm very, um, I, when I tell somebody something, I will stay with my word. Yeah. My words are, are stronger than, you know. And I told, when I came here, Andre was like, we need a scrum half. I was like, mm-hmm. um, you have a scrum half. I'm here. I just moved here just yeah, to yeah, like, yeah. Have, I didn't know I was going to play. And right. then he's like, you know, we can use you. You know, he, he can learn from you and stuff. I'm like, okay. Because Denver, Denver all talked to me too. I was yeah. like, I wasn't here to play and stuff. But then, you know, Andre... Yeah, he talked to me first, you know. So I I made a made that pact yeah. with uh, Andre. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll come out. And, and this then, is a uh, Andre Snyman, right? Snyman, just, yeah. yeah, just clear yeah. it up for Andre the listeners. Snyman, yeah. yeah, yeah. So so I was like, okay, yeah, that's fine. I'll come out and stuff. So I, you know, and then we have that meeting, you know, that uh, 2016 PRP uh, senior um, leaders like myself, uh, um, um, Zach. Fenolio, yeah. and then those guys like Casey Rock and stuff. So we had kind of had a meeting like, Andre's like, what are you yeah. guys going to do? I was like, I'm here I'm here to finish the job that I, I told yeah. you that I come here for. 
and then whatever happens happens mm-hmm. and stuff so you know um and it, like you said like there was like a lot of scuffle going on and stuff yeah. but we end up winning the PRP that season and then yeah. after that it was like oh everything's open <laughs> so i wasn't even even talk you know like for PRP. i talked to san francisco like you know, and that was say, Luke Gross's team, right? No, no, no. Luke was up at Sacramento. Oh, Sacramento. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. So, I, so I get them mixed yeah. up. <laughs> so the reason why I call San Francisco is because Paul Keeler was yeah. a San Francisco coach. Okay. So he coaches uh, Golden Gate back when I was right in when you were in Golden Gate. And I talked to him like, "Hey, do you need a nine? Like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm. He's like, "Well, we got a, we got a guy." I'm like, "Okay, that's fine." And then when Stampede Scrum Half, the starting Scrum Half, um, what's his name, um. I know. I could probably pull the team sheet up if you want to keep talking. Yeah, I could yeah. probably find and, it. <laughs> um, you know, he got hurt like the first yeah. game. And then, um, you know, I talked to um, Coach O'Leary at the time. I was like, hey, you know, what are the chances before, you know, anything happens? Like, oh, you know, we, we'll see it. We'll let you know if, um, you know, if there's any, any chances uh, and stuff. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So then after that first game, like they say that they call me and say, hey, do you want to play? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. I've been <laughs> well, ready. Was it Bobby Imsen or Niku? Niku. Niku. Yeah, 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 when he messed up his knee. Yeah. Poor Niku. Um, great player, yeah. you know, and stuff. Uh, some caps nice with it. Very nice guy. Yeah. Um, heard the news. So I was like, oh, got it for him. And then they call me. I was like, okay, opportunity. So yeah. I trained with them and stuff. So I was so excited. How, how, how late in the season was that? Then? No, no. This is like um, their first game. Okay. Yeah. And it then I think a, the second game. That was when it game. snowed, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember that. I think, I think he tweaked it a little bit and then got worse in the second oh, game. okay, okay. And then the third game, that's when I start game right. coming in and stuff. So, okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was good memories and stuff. Um playing for stampede there's a lot of things going on but right. um you know i think we had enough leaders to just like mm-hmm. say we don't we just keep that away we just gotta keep on playing rugby and stuff um, yeah and um um it was great um it's good to have that um you know the pro rugby and stuff it, yeah minus whatever happened the behind other, the, whatever yeah. yeah but it was good to to uh to to have Kind of like represent the ITTs, you know, because guys yeah. need that, you know, like right. guys, especially got top players in the U.S. Get, right. You know, and and stuff, they sh- so. and it showed it was like possible and people were interested. I remember I watched like that whole season. That was when I was like in college. So mm-hmm. I was watching it however I could, like yeah, yeah. on the stream or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you still have some st- of that purple uh, stampede kit? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Mm. I've been looking for some of that. I can't oh, yeah? find it anywhere. Oh, I'll, so. I'll shoot, I should get you one. Like, yeah. I think I have uh, a polo and, and stuff. Yeah. If you if you want a polo, I'll, <laughs> we'll, I'll hook you well, up. We'll, with we'll talk about it off yeah, air. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I'm glad you said that. That's interesting stuff. Like I think it's cool for people to hear about that because. I feel like people now just with, you know, the, the trajectory of the MLR and all that, people are getting into it. And I think it's important to, you know, be aware of the the history of it all. Like, see, yes. like how we got here and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So yes. uh, this is kind of a big question, mostly, but it's another question I like to ask everyone that comes on is just, do you have a favorite rugby memory? I know you've talked about a lot already. Like mm-hmm. maybe it's your first cap. Maybe it's. You know any of these things that you've talked about already but is there like a one or a couple that kind of like stick out at the top of your your mind um i think it's when the world cup yeah um 2003 
I was, it was, it was funny because the whole World Cup, I was training as a, a fullback wing. Mm-hmm. I was going as as fullback wing. Last week before we play um, Japan, um, France mm-hmm. in uh, Wollongong, I got, I got told that. You're gonna play nine. You're mm-hmm. gonna be the backup nine, and yeah. I haven't trained nine at all. <laughs> I've been training back three. I've been playing nine for right. the club and stuff, but it wasn't you know any news to me. I, yeah. yeah, but it was just like that relief because I wanted to play nine. Right. I wanted to be. Yeah, that's what I was gonna nine. ask. Like mm-hmm. when I think of you, I think of like scrum half. Like yeah. I think of you kind of like directing the show, mm-hmm. just because like when I've seen you play, you've always yeah. been playing nine. So yeah. Like, so yeah. so um, they selected the team. I was like, wow. <laughs> this is my opportunity right because I was behind a guy that's been playing on the US team Kevin Darzell uh-huh. Delzell that's uh, been playing nine for the US for a long time and like this is my opportunity like if I get a chance I'm gonna grab it and go with it right you know? so we play the game like come in the stadium um well what the best feeling just to run out there you know yeah and just to see all these people, this this stadium is like um, like Dick Stadium. Yeah, that's small. Right, but it was crowded. That's like I almost like that better. Like as it seemed like those those environments are way just more like electric. Like mm-hmm. everyone's there because they want to be there. Like they're into it. Oh right? my like, god, it was just crazy. Like just just to look around and you see all these U.S. flag. I'm like I can't believe how many U.S. <laughs> like supporters traveled, were there. Yeah. yeah, I was like the best feeling, and the best feeling was. I think it was five or seven minutes. I don't know. It might be ten. Ten minutes yeah. in, Kevin got got hurt. Uh-huh. I think he um, like twisted his knee or something like that. And they they call on me. I was sitting there. They called him like, <laughs> "Get ready." I was like, "Oh shoot!" Like, okay. So I got yeah. up, got ready, and immediately I went in. And yeah. that's when everything just shut down. Like, whatever yeah. was around me it shut gets down. Like I was quiet like, almost. Yeah. yeah kind of like said to myself, you- "This is it." Yeah. Go out and just perform. Yeah. And that I think that was the best moment. I was like, this is if I can perform here, yeah. this can be my team. Right. You know, and stuff. That's awesome. And then <laughs> just went out there, just played and, and yeah, have fun. From there played on. Rugby. Yeah. And from there on, I was like, um, you know, I was like the starting nine from two thousand four, five and six yeah. until I got hurt. But that was the best That's moment awesome. that I've had of, of my my rugby is just Knowing that, um, you know, yeah. I can do it and, and just like, just go out there and perform. That's and, and awesome. this is woke up and, you know, finish strong, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, so most of it, I guess to kind of transition away from your, your playing career is just like, how did you get into coaching? Mm-hmm. I was reading, I saw you coaching up at CSU. Yeah. That's where I went to college. So I like to see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just how'd you get into coaching? And, and I guess just kind of like, how did you... Um, you know, find your way here to to help out the the program. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when I was playing here, like 2015, 16, mm-hmm. and um, you know, there was a women's team here, the mm-hmm. WPL team, and, yeah. and um, Kit, uh, she was the coach for the for the women's team, and she yeah. asked me to come out if she I can help the backs out. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. fine, but um, to go full time rugby. Um, not too long ago, I was like every tournament that I like go ref, I do referee as well. Mm -hmm. I go referee or anywhere I go coaching and stuff. Um, people like, 
like players and stuff. What what are you doing? Why don't you start coaching? <laughs> um, you you know the game so very well, and right. and and you're passionate about it. I'm like, you know, I don't know. So I I just talked to my wife. Um, I was like talking to her, like, what do you think of me? Um, just concentrate on coaching, and you know, and she was just hundred percent like, yeah, go do it. I was like, are you sure? Because you know, I don't know what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah. You know, we, right. you know, I don't know, you know, anything about like paying and all right. that stuff. The business was, side yeah, of it all. Yeah, whatever. yeah, all that. That then you know, she's like, don't worry, just go, just yeah. go do it. I know you're going to be good at it. Just <laughs> go do it. So that's when. Um, so I was refing at uh, Sevens Tournament, Denver Sevens Tournament, yeah. two years ago. Out at Dix. Yeah, at yep. Dix, and uh, Amy Ruzard. Mm-hmm. She she was like I don't know she, I think she's director of youth rugby here now for the for the for for youth in, oh, okay. in Colorado or like collegiate okay but um, she just came up to me like hey you want to coach yeah I'm like um, <laughs> I don't know what she's like CSU is looking for a coach okay and um, I think you can can coach him I'm like oh, okay let let me think about it and, yeah and and I went home and I was like. I'm gonna probably coach CSU. It's like, and Amy told me about. It. It's like, go, go for it, go <laughs> for it. And then, um, yeah, I told yeah. her. I called Amy up. Like, Amy, I'm, I'm up for it. Let's yeah. let's do it. I'm gonna go up there and coach. So that's when I was like, okay, I quit my roofing job. I was a, yeah. a, a, a manager at a, a shop at the right. roofing company, and I started coaching like full time. I started CSU. So when I was at that CSU, um. Old Coach O'Leary, mm-hmm. um, Sean O'Leary, yeah. he was coaching, um, he was helping with the forwards up there. And he was helping with uh, Jesuit as well. Okay. Here at um, Regis. Uh, Regis, yeah. yeah. And and then um, he talked to me like, Mose, do you want to like come out and help Regis as well? I was like, yeah, because now <laughs> I'm, I'm a, f- I, I feel yeah, like I'm a full I, coach. Yeah, I need to take as much yeah, as I can. Yeah, coaching. Yeah. So I, out there, coach at, at Regis um, and, you know, Coach Regis, Last year, won their first, or not first, but won their state For, last year. Yeah, yeah. That's so awesome. I was coaching. I was like, I felt good about that. And then you know, coaching the women's WPL, they mm-hmm. just won 2019 uh, right. championship and stuff. And then you know, from there, and then to to come, um, you know, I, I it's you know, to be honest, like um, when I was done here 2017, when they announced that uh, there was a head coach. Opening here, I was hoping that they would say, "Come coach here." <laughs> yeah, but it was a dream. But then, hey, it didn't work out. Right. But I, I thank God that uh, yeah. it's, I'm here now. It all kind of works out how it's yeah. supposed to, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. And 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 I am I'm honored and pleasure and and so so blessed to to have this opportunity to, yeah. to be a full time coach like in this environment. Yeah. Because you know, like. Um, I feel like I, I have more to give back and stuff. Right. And for me to concentrate a hundred percent of my time to doing it, I can be good at it mm-hmm. and just like learn and learn and learn and then right. give more and more and more. Yeah. It, it'll it'll be a satisfying thing. Yeah. Because you, know, you know, rugby gave me so much. You know, travel the world and, and meet yeah. a lot of good friends and um um you know, forever lasting friends and stuff and some some of them good memories in life it was all about rugby yeah so mm-hmm. yeah and that that's kind of interesting to especially to come back into a program like in its infancy per se like as what kind of is like starting up here right because mm-hmm. now you're like you just said there, there's so much that rugby gave to you and now 
you're kind of introducing it to like a bunch of people that like are just about to like go on that journey, mm-hmm. right? Like that's kind of an interesting yeah. way to like, I don't know. I just kind of like thought of that right now. <laughs> um, so like, what, what have you thought about the program thus far? So you were out here for the week long camp in November mm-hmm. and like, it had to be kind of weird because it had to be, I, I asked people or lays this. I was like, when was the last time you had to boil rugby down like this much? And he was like, it's been a long time, <laughs> yeah. like to talk to these guys, mm-hmm. but like, what was that like? Cause you're very literally starting from, from scratch from in a way with these mm-hmm. guys. So like, just kind of, what was that like going through that camp? And I don't know if you could talk about the progression yeah. that, mm-hmm. that you saw, cause I mean, I'm, I don't you forgot more about rugby than I know, but like, even I could like pick up a little, mm-hmm. little things along the way. Yeah, like yeah. it looked a little better every week and it looked like they were, I've said this before on a lot of different things. Like, I think you hear coaches say a lot, it's okay to make a mistake. Like as long as you're doing it at full speed, mm-hmm. I feel like until I watched that camp, that was the first time I'd ever seen that. Like mm-hmm. they weren't always making the prettiest passes. Nope. They weren't always catching their passes. Sometimes they drifted forwards, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes they were offsides, but they were like going fast. Yes. So I just kind of like, what was your perspective on all that? But when we, when, when, when we started the camp, um, my expectation was they're going to be more athletic, uh-huh. but we just got to slow them down. Yeah. And then like, like. It could almost like, be to their detriment. Yes. They're like getting mm-hmm. too far ahead of themselves. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. yeah. So because the, they, they just want to come out here and just perform and see how quick they are, yeah. how fast they are, how strong they are. But, and, and then it's up to us to just kind of like pull them back and say, listen, rugby is a very control game. Mm-hmm. You can be muscle and all that stuff. And then, but it's very controlled muscle mm-hmm. and all that. Right? Yeah. And, and, and they, like, you see the progression throughout the week. You saw that video yeah. and stuff. And they kind of realized that my expectation was, I, I know these guys can do it because uh-huh. they're athletic enough to do it. Right. But it's how they can just like pull back and say, okay. That's right. You know, I can be as fast as I can, but very gentle with the with the rugby ball. You're right. Very gentle with how I can deliver this ball to my teammate. Yeah. And those are the things that you know, a, a player that that grew up playing rugby, that's very natural to them. To these guys that yeah. we're trying to put it into them, and that's not natural to them. And those are the things that we're trying to do. Just come natural to them is to be very gentle giant. Mm-hmm. You know, of, <laughs> of very the game. literally giants. <laughs> yeah. He's like some of the biggest people I've yes. ever seen in my life. Yes. <laughs> but uh, I, I, you know. The camp is just is so much improvement uh-huh. throughout the camp with these guys. Um, like for instance, um, Chase, mm-hmm. um, Stelling, yeah, Stelling, yeah. big fella, yeah, um, came in and you know, I, you know, they we sent him a rugby ball. He came back, he did his homework, tweak his passing a little bit. He looks like he's professional. He's been doing it for all all the time. He's out there doing it like right now. Yeah. And and to see his development, like understanding the game, and and to see him, the willingness that he wants to do it, yeah. very coachable. And all these guys are coachable. They've right. been they've been in that environment. They're coachable right. and stuff, and and try to learn the game as well. And and to see them to develop, yeah. yeah. And I know this is this. It's you know it's going to be tough because they need more like game times, right? You know, with the situation that we are. But game time is where we so really you learn. Can, yeah. I remember when I started playing rugby too, it was like, didn't make sense to me until like halftime of the first game. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of get like what we're doing in practice now. Mm-hmm. Like, I see why that, you know, what this did for me, like in the mm-hmm. game, I could see the scenarios. And, yeah. So, and I think you have a unique experience just like coming up through the club scene, playing for the national team. So like being in this environment, like what could this do? Like, have you... 
Because, like, have you seen people like this before? Like, how these are like a different type of athletes, mm-hmm. right? Like, what could this do for rugby as a whole? Like, you know, funneling these guys into the national team. Like, how, like, I just don't know. I feel like the, the potential for this program is just like the sky's the limit, honestly. Oh, yeah. So, for sure. Um, I think it opens eyes for, especially high school and in college level. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like a lot of these NFL teams are going to like rugby tackles now mm-hmm. and they're adapting everything. Like I've seen, um, you know, Seattle, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah, yeah. That was the first one. You I know, think. with uh, Cereri program going yeah. in, they invited rugby guys to come in and just show them techniques and stuff. Yeah. And they're adapting it very well. And it's just opening that door to know that when, when I'm a parent and my kid is like, okay, you can go play rugby. Uh-huh. play football rugby can teach you some lesson football can teach you lesson. it's like yeah. a crossover thing right and then both way and then you go up you know understand you know and then there's opportunities right if right. you go here there's no football you can go rugby because you already train your yeah. brain and everything in rugby and it's, it's a quick transition for sure instead of us just concentrating on one thing right one thing that um to go straight to football and then try to get over like right now to rugby it's right. kind of tough but those right. two things like from the beginning it works very well. It's, yeah. It can transition pretty well if, you know, it opens up eyes to everywhere. So, yeah. Yeah. And then I guess the one of the last questions I'll ask you before I let you go, mm-hmm. uh, Mose, is like, were you surprised? Was anything about the camp surprising to you? Because I know just from talking to the guys, like I've asked them, you know, what did you, what did you expect like coming into this? And they're like, I, I literally didn't know what to expect. I didn't know mm-hmm. what I was getting myself into. Like, they said it was a nice refreshing change of pace. It wasn't run like a football camp where the mm-hmm. coach is like on your ass the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but were, was there anything about it that was surprising to you? Like, were you surprised to see what they looked like on Saturday compared to what they looked like on Monday or, mm-hmm. or what, did, what about it at all? Like, did it kind of go as you planned? Did you have a plan? Just kind of, what did you think about like the progression of the, of the camp? Uh, I think um, the, the, the one thing that stood out to me is them coming in and just like, all out, yeah. yeah, and then kind of like in the middle, like they realized, like they didn't have to do that, <laughs> and then they're the very calm and respectful of each other, respectful of each yeah. other. They're looking at each other like you're my brother. We're gonna do this together, yeah. and we can't do this just by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to do it as a team. Together, yeah. And just to see them work together as a team, I think that was the best thing to do. It. Yeah, and they were just like you know, like football. You come in, do one play, and you're like ah. ah. They didn't do that. This just yeah. came like let's do it again. Yeah, and stood like a very calm rugby manner, right? And you know, and stuff. It's never over until that whistle blows. Right. This one play, you know, we cannot celebrate now. We celebrate until that forty minutes right. is done. We go in ten minutes, talk about it. We come back out. We do it again yeah. for forty minutes, and it was just like, and not even like, uh, uh like one moment, just cheer, 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 whatever. It's just wait till everything is complete, right? And then they like. Let's, let's reward ourselves by just like shaking hands and stuff. Yeah. And then just calm demeanor about it right. about and stuff. Just that. Yeah. One of the things I noticed was I was kind of surprised by was like how much they expected of themselves mm-hmm. so quickly. And then, I mean, I heard you guys say it throughout the week was like, you cannot get me. You have never done this before. You've mm-hmm. never touched a rugby ball like this before. You've never gone through a training like this. Like you can't. You know, expect yourself to be perfect, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is literally brand new stuff to mm-hmm. I thought that was, but I mean, that just goes to show like what type of athletes and competitors these yes. guys are. And it's just a mm-hmm. different level. So I thought yeah. that was interesting as well. And then yeah. mostly the last question I wanted to ask you just kind of before 
I'll let you go. And thank you. This went a little bit longer than we were anticipating, but so I've really enjoyed the conversation yeah. a lot. So me too. Uh, do you do you remember like when you first started to play rugby, like when it hooked you, like when you caught the bug? Was it your first training? Was it your first match? Maybe it was like the first tackle you made or mm-hmm. the first time you scored a try. Like, do you remember like when you caught the bug? Yes, I really do. do. Like it pinpoint? Was, like, yes. It was um, it was first time playing. I was a f- freshman yeah. in high school, and um, I was playing wing, and my first time playing wing and stuff, and um, to score my first try, and I did it in fashion. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I literally got caught the ball, sprinted fifty meters down the sideline, fullback chasing me across, and I jumped up. Yeah. And was in in the corner. He jumped at the same time. So while my body's on the outside, and yeah. I reach over and <laughs> score the try. Yeah. And and I saw the my right in front of 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 their like comp, like yeah. uh, supporters and stuff, and they went crazy for you for me. <laughs> they went crazy, and yeah. I was I looked up and they like jumping up right. like what what was that? <laughs> and I go like like and that's how I got hooked yeah. up. I was like this is it. I'm gonna yeah. and then end up. Uh, scoring top try of the league right. so yeah, i was like doing it the same thing it hooked that's me up awesome. yeah so that's that was like a special moment yeah. that was kind of like okay this is me this is this is right. my my right thing and I, the reason i asked that is because like that again is different for everyone but like i wonder in these guys who have played rugby for two months now like kind of mm-hmm. right they've been training yeah they went through the camp like and then maybe they won't know until the matches start but like I wonder if you maybe you can see it in them. Like maybe you see like a couple guys like catching that bug, like the the wheels turning on their head, like things starting to click. Like I mm-hmm. wonder if that has happened already, or if like you know maybe in a couple of weeks here when we can play some matches, if that will like be what the the final thing that does it for them. But I guess only time will tell. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've seen a little bit here yeah. and there. You know, you see defensive guys are like exciting to run the ball now right. and, and then make up make a you know a, a contact and stuff yeah. you know they never do that kind of stuff they all yeah. go up hit people instead of running the ball you know but i've seen a little bit of guys are like are very keen to like do that yeah so we'll, we'll probably see more that's gonna come out like right. when we you know go live and and, and yeah and train as as a 30-man squad right yeah, it's just gonna be exciting as yeah. to see this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I know I was I was itching to see him scrimmage at the end, but mm-hmm. due to the COVID regulations, that unfortunately didn't happen. But it sounds like we're moving in the right direction with all that. So hopefully, we we see some live rugby soon. So mostly, that's all the questions I had for you, man. I thought this was an awesome conversation. So thank you so much for your time. Looking forward to to watching what you do with these uh, with these backs and the attack and all yeah. that stuff. Mm-hmm. So thank you, most. I appreciate it. No worries, brother. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with the one of the newest coaches of the Rugby Town Crossover Academy, Mose Timoteo. I know I certainly did. Big shout out to Mose for taking some time to chat with me the other day. Uh, guests make the show, and I thought he was an awesome guest. Had a lot of cool stories to share, and I'm, I'm very glad that he came on and uh, chatted with me for a few minutes. So thank you again to Mose. Uh, with that, we'll go ahead and jump into the required reading portion of the show. Can't believe I forgot to mention this last week. First show out of out of the gate in 2021, and I and I botched the required reading portion, but it is kind of good because this is the the piece I had slated for last week, um, and it actually makes sense now because we had Mose on, and the piece is about Mose. One of them is at least so. Uh, Golf Rugby Report has been doing a, a, a list of all-time Americans these last couple weeks. Lots of great pieces on a lot of great people in American rugby. 
Um, it's a really cool series if you're trying to learn about about the people that have pioneered American rugby and gotten it to the place where it is today. Um, and, and two of them that stuck out to me just because you know it, it lines up perfectly with this crossover academy stuff and and people that I've had on the show now um, are the pieces on Luke Gross and and Mose T. Mateo. So it kind of worked out perfectly. So maybe. Maybe I forgot it on, on purpose. Maybe it was a good, you know, my brain was was working ahead. It was working way smarter than my actual brain right now, my body. I don't know. It was working ahead, and, and it, and it kind of worked out perfectly with this. So Mose Timoteo, uh, Luke Gross, both had pieces done by Alex Goff, Goff Rugby Report. Uh, Luke Gross, obviously a guy we had on the show back in September. Very interesting story and a great guy. And then Mose, same thing uh, on today's episode. Uh, come to help out with the crossover academy recently legend of the game like i mentioned before so uh, i would recommend going check those out and check out all the, all the other pieces that alex has done uh you know people that he's done pieces on as well uh, like i said it's important to go learn about all those people so uh, i recommend checking those out and as always i'll link the i'll put a link to those all those stories into the article that houses this podcast so with that, we'll go ahead and jump into the loop, wrap up the show the same way we do every week, and that is with the loop. Um, so the loop, just kind of talking about what we've got going on, how you can keep in touch with us. So uh, I've already got a few interviews in the bank for the next few weeks that I'm looking forward to to putting out there. Still working on that special project I mentioned last week. I'm excited for people to learn about it. Uh, I've been reaching out to a lot of people to kind of make it happen, and I'm making some headway, so excited about all that. And hopefully we have some for you in the next few weeks could very well spill into February depending on how long the NFL playoffs go that's kind of my hint um, uh, on another note the training starts for the the crossover academy today by the time you're listening to this so starts on Friday I will not be at practice unfortunately because I've got to take my car in for some work uh, tomorrow but I will be covering it to the best of my ability just gonna miss the first day unfortunately but um, some exciting stuff around that as I have heard some some whispers about some matches on the schedule uh, obviously nothing is confirmed and it, it would be hard to even confirm anything with how fluid everything is still in everyday life uh, but it's exciting nonetheless to, to see some some matches start to take shape obviously and as soon as those uh, come to light I, I will be sure to share what I know with you all um, so make sure you're following along with us on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. If you want to follow along with the Rugby Town Crossover Academy on Twitter and Instagram, you can do that by following the Rugby Town National Training Center. Uh, that's at Rugby Town NTC. That's where all that content lives. I'm not sure people are familiar with that yet, uh, but but there's been a lot of good pictures, a lot of good videos being posted on there. So I'd recommend going to check that out if you're interested in what's kind of going on here and looking for a way to keep up with them. Um, outside of, of through me and my coverage uh, through the rest of the season, make sure you go follow those Twitter and Instagram accounts. Um, other than that, that's my show. Thank you for the support over the last year. Look, Like I said at the top of the show, looking forward to another good year. Uh, looking forward to do bigger and better things this year. Um, thank you all for listening. I hope that you had a great week. I hope you have a great weekend, and I will catch you all back here next week.
one year old, yeah. One happy birthday dot com.